Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, Dr. Drew Pinsky joins us now, board-certified internist, addiction medicine specialist, uh, host of Ask Dr. Drew, uh, the Adam and uh, Drew show, Adam Carolla, of course, Dr. Drew After Dark, he's got a show on Rumble. He's kind enough to give us a few minutes. Dr. Drew, welcome back. Hey, uh, same here. I saw the cover of the New York Post and I thought this is so up your alley, uh, sadly. And the cover is really disturbing, I think, even to uh, people that aren't parents. Since the explosion of social media, 44 percent of teens, when asked this question, uh, is my life useful, have answered no. They also use the term 48 percent of the time. I do not enjoy my life. And 49, 49.5 percent. I can't do anything right. This is the almost the majority of teens in our country, and they tie it back to the explosion of social media in 2012. Does Dr. Drew do that? Yeah. In fact, there's much more sort of serious data out there medically in terms of depression, anxiety, rumination around suicide. The thoughts of suicide, particularly in young females, are at all-time highs, and it can be correlated back directly to use of social media. Now, why this is happening, you know. Yeah, we're breaking up a little, Dr. Drew. I don't know uh, if you're in that area or uh, the problem is in California where you're at, not anything works anymore, thanks to Gavin Newsom. Maybe the uh, Internet's down or, the, yeah, we dropped off. We'll get him back. So listen to this. I did not, this is, uh, so they talked about this generation. The, uh, they say that on average, the average teen spends five hours, but as many as nine hours on their phone a day. So you are totally subjected to that world. How many times do you see kids sitting together, not talking to each other on their phones uh, and not talking to each other on their phones, which, by the way, the ultimate insult. Can you imagine seeing that? And you just you probably live this life, too. The person chooses to sit next to you, but not to talk to you. Uh, they rather get on the phone. Now, it's different if you're in an emergency situation. But they also say depression isn't just about emotion. It's about cognition. It's about thinking. It's about how you see the world. It's about how you see life and you see it as negative. Therefore, opportunities will be less uh, because you're shutting down half the world because you expect nothing from it. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death among young Americans. And while uh, these phone usage said parents should uh, should stave off smartphones and social media for as long as possible, uh, they believe that radical solutions are needed, like raising the minimum social media age to 16. Is that indeed possible? So Dr. Drew is back with me. Dr. Drew, is it possible, do you think, knowing the the trends of where we're at right now, to have kids wait till 16 to get on social media? 
it is a little bit unrealistic to have zero contact. I, I was saying I, when I got cut out that, you know, we should be looking at screens the way we think about tobacco or vaping or any of these other things we've had campaigns against. I mean, this is a far more serious medical issue than something like vaping, which we've had sort of categorical hysteria around. This is something that is affecting, profoundly affecting mental health. It's increasing suicide. It's increasing body image problems, anxiety, depression at all-time highs. And I have, I have psychologist colleagues. I, I'm, I'm a physician, but I have plenty of colleagues that are psychologists. And I have those that specify, that, that specialize in the complications of the screens, particularly in adolescent females and in their own families and their own kids they typically limit the use to one or two hours a day, and that with tons of electronic monitoring. And it can be done. The problem is it's, it's extremely difficult to do when there's not unanimity amongst the community. In other words, all the parents have to sign up for this. And it has been my experience when I was raising my own kids, as soon as you say, hey, guys, we need to form some sort of contract where we all agree that we are going to limit it to two hours a day, it's almost impossible. It was, it was unbelievable to me that I couldn't find a consensus among parents to do things like that. I was, for instance, trying to advocate for no alcohol. No, we're, I, I, we all agree we're not going to serve alcohol in the home. We're not going to allow alcohol in a, in a party, and uh, that's just what we're going to agree to. Nope, they wouldn't agree to that even. Uh, so they're going to continue to – they're willing to break the law even to not have to uh, sort of – form a consensus with their parent peers. It has to be a community-level thing. If we don't, uh, do you want our nanny state to step in yet again to do the parenting for us? It's too much. Uh, but you can do it, but if you don't do it as a, as a community, of course, the kids are then going to use their peers' phones, their friends' phones, they're going to be exposed to things all over the place, and it's going to have little effect to limit your own kids to two hours a day. Do you remember uh, drunk driving uh, when we were growing up? People would, you know, we'd be almost in movies. People dr- having a few drinks, driving. Remember Arthur, where yeah. you have Arthur yeah. drive on a curb, put his drink on the on the hood, and go inside. Yeah. We didn't think it was that big a deal, but now that would be unfathomable. You can't even get that first Arthur out there on television because this whole generation grew up and it's, it's not cool to drink and drive. And they just, and for the most part, they don't. It's a really an outlier that does. When I put on Social Dilemma uh, with my family, my two daughters were ticked off because they see how they were being manipulated by these social media companies to basically get down that rabbit hole and continue to log on and take part. And they changed to a degree their behavior. Plus, they got older. I think that if you educate people – Listen, maybe you've come up with a little strategy, strategy there is to, you know, spend some education time showing kids exactly what it's doing to them. You know, kids are, it's interesting, kids, kids are not dumb. They're quite smart. And if you, if you give them a relatable source, like a, someone who looks, you know, who's, who's their age relatively, give them some humor, maybe a little music as you sort of offer them these, these, this information, and show them stories about their peers and what has happened to them as a result of the use of, whether it's drugs or, you know, we did it with Teen Mom or we used to do it with Loveline, which was just let, let the peers tell the story. And let them hear it. They're, they will adjust their behavior when they understand right. it's happening to their peers. It's, it's a very powerful right. thing. And then in your case, you said you've shown them that they're being manipulated. That's brilliant. Let's show them that too. 
So the, the other thing, we're talking to Dr. Drew about this. But, for example, kids don't want to be depressed. They don't want to have bad self-image. They don't want to be right? depressed and suicidal? So, Are you but, kidding? But you of sit course, there in therapy, Dr. Drew. When you, when you you, sit, you, do, you go in therapy, those doors close, and you listen to more than I ever will in my lifetime. Is it possible to explain to someone going through these emotions that, guys, that thing is part of it? And this is part of what you do. This is unrealistic. The world in which you're being sucked into through no fault of your own. Can you rationalize individuals to change that type of behavior when they close the door and leave your office and that hour's up? Well, behavior change is hard, right? Uh, And obviously something I've dealt with for 20 years was helping people who have disturbances in their desire system with addictions. And to some extent, this is an addictive process too, right? It's not. It's a little bit of an overuse of the term to call it addiction per se. But the but the but the social media companies have learned to manipulate the same part of the brain. The same stuff is being utilized to to get somebody's behavior to repeat, repeat, do it again, do it again. That's what addiction is. It's it's a it's a commandeering of the so-called what I call the do it again part of the brain. And giving people education about it does not stop the behavior. It just doesn't. You have to provide a lot of other things. Uh, And I would sort of throw those uh, things into the category of sort of nourishment. First of all, I have to say you can't do this. You know, there has to be some barrier that helps that person in some way, uh, whether it's a law or a rule at home. It's hard. Parenting is hard. It's very difficult to get them off of this, particularly once they're used to it. But literally their lives depended upon it. And then you have to offer them other things. And this is the really important part. And it's, at its core, those other things involved action, movement, and interpersonal relating, yep. doing things with other people. Don't other just deny. Brains heal other brains. But nourishment comes from other people. And if you add into that, uh, this may sound a little bit old-fashioned, but if you add in some sort of spiritual component, you add in service, my goodness, you're there. You're there. And it becomes, you're not really stopping the behavior of the phone use then. You're doing something else that's more nourishing that becomes sustaining in and of itself. So, Dr. Drew, our guest, Dr. Drew, uh, the other thing that I found interesting buried in this story is four in ten American teens find, find our founding fathers to be villains. <laughs> well, good. congratulations. Mission accomplished, uh, t- teachers. Uh, that is... Uh, uh, look, I, I, I don't actually even care if they want to contemplate that they were villains because they were of their time, but at least acknowledge the genius of what they were able to create. At least understand what that was. Don't dismiss that as useless or worthless because you don't like uh, how they led their lives. But do you think it's uh, also a worry when TikTok becomes the number one app for 153 million users? Is created by China, and this week we find out our data being sent back to China. Confirmed that we all knew it, but now confirmed. Uh, Why Brian, would China continue to pro promote and do anything positive about America? Oh, of course. Uh, the, 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 but the the fact, though, is the delivery of data is the smallest concern. Now, our data is, you know, we've lost that battle. But the concern you should have is that this is a fight for the minds and well-being of our of our next generation that is what you're giving china control over that's what concerns me and whatever is happening it is not turning out well 
And is, is that some sort of conscious policy being delivered to us? Well, if there was one, this is sure what it would look like. So, again, I, I'm very concerned not so much about the data uh, and the location and all the stuff that everybody's doing all the time, including our own government, but the fact that they have control over mm-hmm. what is delivered to our kids. That's what should concern you. Yeah. How do you feel about phones being kept out of schools? You know, you put them into the bin. There's individual phone cases. They actually make slide drawers for that. Good. I mean, do you see that happening? Do I see it? I, I haven't heard of that happening much, but I hope it is. I hope so. My God, that that's be the place to start at least. Dr. Drew, another thing that's unrelated before I let you go, RFK is is going around talking about he's tackling homeless. You've been tackling homeless best you can. It's a psychological problem. It's not because people can't afford rent, as Gavin Newsom told Sean Hannity, um, oh which is nuts. How which about the nuts. fact that he's now talking about uh, vaccines and that we should be thinking twice before we give our kids vaccines? And he certainly was not for the uh, for Operation Warp Speed and the and the COVID yeah. vaccine, I, I am an RFK fan. I, I think he is stirring the pot in very useful ways. I I feel when he is explicit in his anti-vaccine stance, he is not doing us a favor. However, when he stays focused on this one element that he has uncovered as the area that we should be focusing our concern about corruption in our government, Vivek Ramaswamy is saying the same thing which is that this cozy relationship that he has uncovered between the FDA and the regulators and the drug company. Uh, I had to chuckle when I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene ask uh, Michelle, Rochelle Walensky what drug company she's going to go work for when she leaves the CDC. But that's, in fact, what happens. And that relationship exists throughout our government, whether it's the military or the environment. These, this, this, this capture by moneyed interest is the corruption of our day. And so when I hear RFK talk about that point, that pressure point, I feel like I'm listening to Teddy Roosevelt talking about monopolies and trusts. And I think if, if he may not be the man to do the job, but he's doing us a great service by pointing that out. He has generally said, as it pertains to vaccines, not so much that he is, is you know, feels vaccines are a problem. He feels that they've been inadequately tested, and he'd like to see the proper testing done. And he feels the inadequate testing came from uh, a a policy in the Reagan administration where they were given um, sort of this this immunity, and that it caused them to do less than adequate testing. And he'd like to see better testing. I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with that. More testing, better data. Certainly, that's one thing we've learned during the pandemic that data is capricious. It's difficult. It can be altered. People can can bias it, and we need to be very careful with medical data and show it all, show all of our work all the time, and do not allow money to get in the way of people's well-being. Hey, Dr. Drew, when do we get to see your show? I always get notifications you're on Rumble. Well, I mean, you have so many shows out there. How do we get to see you? It's, it's generally Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 3 o'clock Pacific time, and I've been interviewing. I've interviewed RFK a couple times. I've got Vivek coming on next week. Um, it's just been a great experience. I, I sort of naturally gravitate to things that I think are important. And when I see people getting canceled, really extraordinarily high-quality professionals being canceled for their opinion, I immediately want to talk to them. I just want to hear what they have to say because I figure there's something mm-hmm. there that's that's got to be useful. And every single person I've talked to, whether it's Jay uh, Bhattacharya or Peter McCullough or uh, Paul Alexander, I have 
don't agree with everything that everybody says, but I, I just, I always learn something very useful that I have not heard before. I know, Dr. Drew, too. I remember you are the number one person on show on headline news on CNN, and they're trying to cancel you. That was you, one of the first people I said to myself, what are they doing? Yeah. Right? Was, so, and you know how, yeah. how crazy that experience is. Oh my God! It's 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 awful. It's just awful, and it it, it affected my whole family. It's it's really, they they, it's the it's the modern guillotine. I I made a prediction when I wrote a book on my narcissism on narcissism that there would be scapegoating. That I actually wanted to write a chapter on the pre-revolutionary France phenomenon, which was the only period in history I could find so much childhood trauma and narcissism. And I thought, well. Would follow that was guillotine. So I guess I don't know how that's going to happen. It's going to be. I did not know about cancellation and social media. That became the modern guillotine. But scapegoating is sure, is sure well underway right now. Right. I will never cancel cancel you on my list. You'll always okay, be welcome right. on this show. And can, and I, can I maintain my friendship with Greg Gutfeld? And you still say that? Uh, you had to make a choice. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. That's where the rubber hit the road. Sorry. Sophie's choice. Oh Doctor Drew, thanks so much. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.